Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, happy Homegirl Thursday. It's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started... You know, I can't do any episode without thanking you guys for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears for about an hour or so once a week. And I hella appreciate that. Lately, it's been every two weeks until we get all the way back consistent. But low-key, I kind of like doing every two weeks for now. You know, at least until we get a little bit more situated and further acclimated. I also want to let episode 82, which was titled Everybody Can Go, I want to let that ride out for a little bit. I really like that episode and I'm very proud of it. And I was also um, grateful and honored that you guys share so much of it and share some of the content on social media regarding that episode and even hit me up and told me some of the experiences that you've had where you had to trim the fat and move a little bit more lean so shout out to y'all for listening and supporting also for those who have still been leaving apple podcast reviews thank y'all so 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 much y'all are dope y'all are so dope some of y'all have been listening to older episodes i can tell because um, I know I haven't really made pushing Apple Podcast reviews um, as as much as a priority as I had in the past. So it's cool when y'all still do those reviews, which are somewhat recent, because that means you guys are listening to old episodes. I'm thinking in my head, damn, this is episode 83. I've had a lot of a lot of episodes, you know, over these past almost three years, and it's really cool that people are like finding me for the first time, and they're getting into stuff that I that I talked about maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago or eight months ago. It feels good to like to have something that people can just pick up and just kind of jump right in and they can go ahead and, and navigate and discover how they see fit. So shout out to y'all. And if you haven't left the Apple podcast review, please do so. Um, I like unbiased reviews. I'm not going to sit there and big y'all for five stars like some of these other folks. I Honestly, I'm about honesty. If you like it and you're full with it, share it with somebody you love, uh, share a review on Apple podcast. I just don't want people thinking that I'm being biased. If my shit is dope, it ain't going to be dope. Cause I say, so it's going to be dope because y'all say so. So I appreciate that. Um, What's going on? Oh, yeah. So, shout out to Voyage LA. Um, Voyage Magazine is a community-based magazine. It has different hubs in different metropolitan areas. I was honored to be, and grateful, to be featured about 18 months ago in the Atlanta version of Voyage. And I really want to tell Voyage, you know, and kind of share um, and spill the beans about me moving to California then. But I wasn't quite ready because I didn't want to speak no shit in existence to where I wasn't... Um, I'm a person that will prefer, excuse me, I'm a person that will prefer to, um, hmm, how do I say it? I don't like to over-promise and under-deliver, and I don't really like to fool people that like that. I'm a, I'm a under-promise, over-deliver person, and not to mention, I was going through some of the things I'm going to talk about with respect to uh, this episode, which is about, you know, things I wish I had learned before moving cross-country. I don't know the title for it yet, I'm pretty sure I'm going to sit on it in a few hours and give it to y'all, but... This is pretty much what it's about. If you ever thought about moving cross country or picking up and replanting yourself and, and putting roots somewhere else, this is going to be the episode for y'all. So if you're thinking about making a move somewhere um, or you have somebody that's in your loved ones or your circle or your tribe or what have you that is thinking about making moves and dipping out, you may want to forward them this episode so they can kind of get their head in the game to um, hopefully not make some of the mistakes I made. Um, as I did have a couple of false starts coming to L.A. I think I maybe false started about three times. That last fall start being in June of 2018. I probably, a part of me always wondered until recently that I probably would have fared better if I had moved in the summertime. But then a part of me was like, no, everything happens the way it's supposed to. But um, I had some of these fall starts because of some of the things I've learned. And 
I've also gotten some really good lessons. Not even, some of these weren't even real lessons for the first time as they were reminders. Sometimes you get chin checked a little bit to remind you to stay on top of your, your game and stay on your, on your center. So I'll get to that in just a moment. But so that was the Voyage LA feature. If you want to check it out, you can go to voyagela.com or you can go to my Instagram and check it out or you can click the link in the show notes and tap in and you'll hear my story in terms of what I plan to do with Spiritual Homegirl now that I've moved from Atlanta to Lamert Park, which is, um, that's where I do most of my, my work at is in Lamert. I love Lamert. Lamert is, I mean, I'm not going to really share everything I'm, that I was talking about in the feature because I want you to read it, but like Lamert has a lot of good stuff going on. It's cultural, it's entrepreneurial, it's community-based, it's spiritual. It's a movement down there in Lamert. It's a, it's a pulse and I had a feeling I was going to be in Lamert a lot once I moved, but I didn't know that I would be spending damn near everything that I do with respect to spiritual hunger in Lamert. So speaking of that, so um, the Nipsey Hustle Book Club is next Sunday. That's the 18th of August. That's from 1130 to 1 p.m. at Her Run Coffee. That's 4336 Dagnan Boulevard, if I remember that address correctly. That's in the heart of Lamert Park Village. We will be discussing Queen of Fua's Sacred Woman. Shout out to Supernova Slum. That's a, a, one of her sons, and I mean, she has a pretty cool project out, too, a music project. You should check it out. I'll send a link to that in my show notes as well. Um, but, yeah, we're basically going to be discussing a book that we know that Nipsey Hussle um, has, has read as well as Lauren London. So I'm really excited to see what people think about that because the first book of our book club was The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. So it's cool to kind of first start off with a book that talked about, you know, um, a more righteous man and then you know we'll be reading a book and discussing a book about what it is to be a righteous woman and it's not just for women to discuss it's also for men it's cool to get perspectives on what they think um a a sacred woman should be and how that correlates with the book if they've learned anything new hopefully they have so i'm excited about that and then also this saturday which is the 10th of august harvest fest will be going on put on by the weekend foundation i'm shout out to baba e it's my village pops i love him too and um he's in He's in Lamert Park Square and, uh, well, Village, excuse me. And Harvest Fest will be in Lamert Park Village as well in People Square. Um, so that's going to be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's free. Um, the book club is also free. And um, it'll be talking about, you know, solutions. I mean, Dr. Claude Anderson, he's an author of Powernomics, the book club. Our book club, we read that book this, the third time around, last month. So um, Joe and I will be on a panel on yeah, that's Saturday at 2 p.m. talking about millennials and what we want and what we need in terms of harvesting our intellectual fruits with respect to cooperative economics to better ourselves in the community. So it's going to be a cool little function, so you should follow through. And then um, We Love Lamer, shout out to Kaya and them at We Love Lamer, Seb and all them, um, from 12 to 2, which is also during the same time as Harvest Fest. They'll be having a meeting uh, concerning, you know, getting their stuff lined up for what they want to do with respect to the organization. And um, I love Lamar, so I'll definitely be there. I'll be sliding through, you know, as I, as again, my panel, I think, is at 2. So I'll be ripping and running through Lamar most of Saturday. So if you see me, don't be a stranger. And most importantly, don't be weird because we don't like weirdness, okay? <laughs> so so that's that Chaos Network for uh, We Love Lamar. That's also in the heart of Lamar Park Village. Everything is literally right there. So that's the dope thing about Lamar Park Village. It's truly a community. You go next door, there's a business that's willing to help. There's another business willing to help. There's next, another business that has resources to help. So it's really cool to see how everyone works together as well as in their own separate entities to make sure they better Lamar and better South LA and just LA in general, you know, from a black perspective. So it's really dope. Um, what else is going on? Have I said anything? Okay, I think I think I got all that out the way. I think okay, we got voyage, events, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. 
So this episode, I don't have a working title for it yet. I'm not going to edit this part out that I don't have a working title because we keep it honest out here, right? So moving to LA is a big deal, right? And if anybody is considering moving out of their hometown and picking up and low-key falling, you know, flying across the country, driving, doing whatever you got to do. If you're thinking about uprooting yourself and planting new roots or planting your roots in new soil, I should say, then this episode is for you. If you know somebody that's about to uproot themselves and plant themselves in new uh, new soil, this episode is for them. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I'm not going to try to talk your ear off, but I will try to be very... Um, I mean, shit, you know we're going to keep it we gonna keep it funky all the way through. So, again, if you don't like cuss words every now and then, you may want to turn it off because I might just go there depending on how I feel because spirit guides me to talk, you feel me? So, with that being said, everything that I wish I knew. Let me see how many lessons I got for y'all. Let me think. Let's see. What's a good number? Seven. Okay, we can do seven. Uh, seven's a good number anyway with respect to numerology. Does anybody... Anybody familiar with numerology out there? I mean, honestly, these kind of things, numerology, astronomy, astrology, just the journey itself is always going to be something that is um, never ending. So, you know, so if you don't know, we're going to put you on games a little bit. So I got seven lessons for you. So when it comes to numerology, seven is more so. It's a spiritual number. I mean, all these numbers to me are spiritual, but. This particular number is associated with like meditation and intuition and spirituality and truth seeking, right? Now, with all duality, you know, everything has duality, but with that being said, seven's number is also inconsistent, deceitful, repressed, and withdrawn, right? So, it's more so about being in the know and having that knowledge versus not being in the know and being confused. So, that's a quick overview of what the numerology of seven is per the complete book of numerology by joyce keller so with that being said let's get to lesson number one out of the seven you feel me so number one when you are moving across country or moving to la be clear you will never have enough money okay and the reason why i say you would never have enough money i'm not saying that as a negative spell on your life right i don't want you thinking oh, i'm gonna be broke i'm gonna move no, no no i'm saying that if you keep waiting on having the right amount of money you may possibly put yourself in a position to where you'll never move i'm telling you this because this was me i put off moving to la for years because i did not think i had enough money whether it was a native telling me i need to have forty thousand dollars to move whether it was somebody that i you know may have stumbled across here in in atlanta that was like yo you might need you know get you a little nest egg whatever regardless of what somebody else tell you if you're only waiting to move because of money you may put yourself in a hole to where you end up getting fearful and scared about what you're able to do out in la or out in whatever city you live in and you may not ever go and i that would have been me and one day i just got fed up with waiting and i said damn i'm not getting no younger i don't have no children right now i need to move while I'm not married and I don't have other people to factor in whose decision or my decision could possibly affect their lives. I say I need to move while I just got me. And, you know, if, if the shit fall where it falls, it's going to fall on me and me alone. So I need to not be scared and I need to just just go. And I picked the date and that's when I left. So, um, but I'm not saying just come out there broke now. I have some situations where folks have come out to certain cities, whether it be Atlanta, New York, Miami, Houston, Dallas, Vegas, L.A., and they just come out there with nothing, zero. And then it's a very hard situation because they didn't necessarily plan things through. 
at least in, and I'm going to get to that in a minute because that's going to sound a little hypocritical in a minute. But, or contradictory, I should say. But I'm just saying, man, like, have you a nice emergency fund in case shit at the fan and just come out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have money saved up, do your due diligence. Do your research. Figure out where you're going to stay. If you if you already have that situated, if you're able to fly and, and get things set up, and and then believe it or not, everybody's not fortunate because that shit costs to, to constantly fly over and set things up, go back home, fly back over, set things up. If you're fortunate enough to do that, then handle it that way. But if not, make sure you have... Shoot, should we go on to the second point? Make sure you have your plans A through Z if you need to. Um, you know, we'll get to that in the next point, but research your cost of living out here. Like visiting LA and living in LA are two different kinds of LA. Because what you do is you take your money that you brought from your hometown and you're able to ball out and floss out because you purposely planned to kind of fuck off your money for two weeks. And gas isn't really that, you know, that, you know, that expensive. Your Ubers aren't really that expensive because you're only doing it for a week, two, three weeks. When you live in LA and that is your way of life, it's a different story. You don't chip up our gas being $379, $389 in certain parts of Wilshire, $5.05. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. But you never factor in the gas being so high because that's not your norm. This is just a vacation. This is just time to kind of kick it and have fun. So you're in a different mindset when you're like, oh, it ain't, this ain't my reality. It ain't number $5 this time or $389 that way. You know, my gas, I know in Atlanta, when I left, gas was like $239. So gas is a whole $1.70 more expensive in LA than it is compared to where I was living in Atlanta so it's a little bit different but you know cost of living gets higher and that adds up also when you're looking for a job out here you better go for what you know and you better be your your best advocate I'm gonna get to that in the next um the next couple of points you better fight for what you worth because sometimes when you make a certain wage out here um or out where you lived and you come here sometimes employers will try to match that salary or throw on a couple little thousand but that don't mean shit when it adds up into your cost of living because remember again gas is much higher groceries are higher in los angeles or in california in general you know what i'm saying like wear and tear on your car is different because you basically have tens of billions of people in in a in a um in a in an area that they're all trying to either they all live in uh oh there's a housing crisis too out here too also Factor in what you're dealing with in terms of housing crisis as well because you're going to have to find a place to stay because, again, like I was saying, you're going to have people that are staying multiple families in a in a crib. And this is not no race-specific thing. Like, it's families of all races that are doing this too. So that's something to factor in in terms of how you're going to get in there and make uh, make it shake in terms of being competitive with um with what you, what you want to do in terms of, like, jobs and housing because credit talks too out here. Like, I know sometimes people say, oh, you don't need credit. You need a good credit report. And you and low-key, you low-key need a good credit score, too. These apartments ain't playing, man. These apartments are looking at your shit, and they're like, uh-uh. Now, if you do have a weird credit score, and you're, you know, you're, and you're not really where you want to be, if you're making bread, you'll be able to skate by that. But if not, then you'll have to pay a little more. Um, or you might not get the apartment at all. So just remember, like, it's highly, highly, highly competitive. So when you never have enough money, make sure if you ain't got money for shit else, Make sure you got money to make sure you don't starve. Make sure you got you a nest egg for the security deposit and first month's rent. Um, and also maybe some furniture, some little knit nest, little thing games around the house, little air mattress if you don't want to do a mattress. Um, I mean, shout out to those that, that are doing air mattresses because, man, I, I, was, I was like, I need a mattress store, okay? But, um, but, yeah, just make sure you have enough to where 
you're not getting stranded anywhere, you're not starving, and that you're able to at least provide a roof over your head, whether it's on your own, um, on your own lease or you rent in a room or, or what have you. So um, that's kind of what I meant when I said you'll never have enough money, at least in terms of getting out here. But when you are really serious and you're ready to go, if you ain't got nothing else, make sure you have those three lined up, okay? So um, next plan or next lesson, prepare for your plans to fail. Again, not speaking negative, like, oh, I'm going to fail when I get out there. But sometimes people get wide-eyed. And, I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, L.A., you know, L.A., L.A., big city of dreams. I, I mean, I get it. So, you know, you think it's a city of dreams. You think that things are just going to go the way they're going to go. But the thing about this whole manifestation shit that I need everybody to understand, and I'm tired of it, and I'm going to speak on it because I just don't want I, – I would want somebody to tell me the real Instead of creating this, um, creating this like Disney movie version of what manifestation is, be very clear, okay? If your manifestation involves the will of somebody else, don't get so confident to where people are going to do what you want them to do. Let me rework that. With the manifestation, if you are manifesting something that requires the will, the power, feelings, emotions, and actions of another person, be prepared for that manifestation to not go the way you may want it to go. Why? Because of what I just said. That person has their own will, emotions, power, decision-making skills, whatever it is to where it could positively or negatively impact your manifestation. Um, it'll, it'll lead into my next point, which is basically always bet on you before betting on somebody else. Like, I had a plan A, B, C, D. I had a if all else fails plan. Like, as if if all this shit don't work. And I have zero, zero options left. Then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to catch a flight. And I'm going to go back home. I have a plan like that. I have a contingency plan. I mean, in terms of the manifestation piece, I already know what I want to do out here. I already know what the mission is out here. I'm going to make it shake the best way I can with respect to my power and with respect to what I got going on. Also, you know, I'm open to collaborative efforts with other people, but at the same time, I know that at the same time, they have their own wills and things that they're going to be able to choose, and they got their own agendas and missions they may have. So I have to always remember, when all of this shit falls through, if it falls through, I got to remember, I bet on myself, and that if I crap out, and we snake eyes it out, and that's it, I got a contingency plan to make sure that I'm not stranded in L.A., and I can't get back home. So... More so saying, just always prepare for the worst. Hope for the best, y'all. For real. That's that's a, that's a thing. That's not just no cliche. Prepare for the best. Do what you got to do. Line your plans up. If, your, if plan A fails, don't get too discouraged. Wipe your tears. Go to plan B. That shit fall through, don't get discouraged. Don't get frustrated. Go to plan C. Keep knocking your shit out. Remember, people are going to do what they do because of them, not because of you if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like they may have love for you or care and concern for you so they may do what they want to do but just never feel like you're entitled for people to do that because you want them to do it so if you end up betting on you you may say you know what i'm gonna look to them and hope they fall you know follow through with this but if they fall through and the plan doesn't work okay i'm gonna knock this out for myself just kind of make sure that you never get to a situation where you put your power in the hands of somebody else to where you're rendered powerless when somebody want to snatch that shit and try to power check you and remind you that you're dependent on them because it will happen because everybody doesn't have good intentions so just make sure that you're smart when you go through these streets whether it's la or any other major city and you always make sure that at the end of the day you got you if you ain't got shit else 
or nobody else. Um, I mean, because when you put yourself out there um, and your plans depend on the execution of another, 10 out of 10, you know, 10 out of 10 times, you're going to put yourself out there for a potential disappointment. Whether that actually happens is a different story. Because, again, just keeping a reminder, it depends on somebody else. Story time. I met somebody while walking, and this person might be hearing this uh, this story, and if you hear this story, there's no love lost, but the truth is the truth, and let's just talk that shit, right? I was walking minding my business with, uh, you know, trying to sneak and get me a little snack, you know what I'm saying, um, while I was on a break from work, and I met two people. One person was a person that was a pro, he was an actor in one of my favorite movies of all time, and I knew that was him, and I'm not no fangirl like that, so I wasn't spazzing, because I mean, honestly, the people I fangirl over are like super old and OG and vintage, or they did. MJ would have been one, Prince would have been one, Janet Jackson is one, so like, I'm in that kind of era with mine, you know what I'm saying? So, with this particular man, I was really, I was like, oh wow, this is one of my, you know, my favorite movies, and he played the main character in one of my favorite movies, that's ill. How random is that that I'm walking across this this man and his homeboy while I'm walking on the street so his homeboy again mind you I look bummy as hell too because I'm just you know I'm not super super cute like that that day I was just kind of you know just minding my business I'm coming in do my work go home I ain't trying to be super cute and his friend was kind of like talking to me and was kind of like you know flirting I really didn't pay it no mind because I'm not in the market to date anybody right now I'm not even I'm not even on that I'm not single like that to be at least single and looking I should say so I was kind of like, okay, well, um, he flirting, but whatever. So he's telling me, so what do you do? And I tell him about what I got going on with spiritual hunger. Now, mind you, I ain't new booty to LA, okay? I know how this shit go. And again, I'm from Atlanta, which is the Black Hollywood. So I already know, like, I'm already, I'm already up on the scams. You feel me? I've been up on the scams. I grew up in the scams. So going to LA, it really didn't mean shit to me in terms of it being, oh, it's hella fake people and hella scammy people. Because the way I look at it is. And I got a quick sidebar in the story, which is a sidebar. But people will say that people from Hollywood or people from L.A., oh, it's fake in L.A., it's only pet people in L.A. It's like, well, first off, if you're in a situation or if you're in a business that low-key is based on fantasy, which a lot of entertainment is, there's not a lot of reality to really look for in that. A lot of that shit is business to perpetuate the, uh, the fantasy. So to me... If people are in entertainment and they're saying there's a lot of fake love and there's a lot of uh, fake shit in L.A., it's because you're dealing with Hollywood-ass motherfuckers. Hollywood itself is not real. It's only real when it comes to checks and business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all this shit is everybody out here is competitive. They're trying to get it how they live. So it's kind of, it's it's almost like, what do you expect from people in a, in a in something that's not real, if that makes sense? I'm not saying that everybody is fake, but also you're dealing with, Hollywood people, you're not dealing with natives. Like natives, man, LA natives is cool as hell. They cool. As far as I'm concerned, LA natives just want people to respect their city, their customs, their politics, and do what you got to do. So I've always noticed that too. And I feel like, you know, fake people, that's just them being fake. That's just weird intentions. That's just phoniness. That really doesn't have anything to do with a particular region because there's fake ass people in Atlanta there's fake ass people in New York there's fake ass people in Chicago there's there's fake ass people everywhere so I never understood that that argument but again you got to remember when you you got to remember like when you're dealing with shit that ain't real you're gonna come across some non-real ass motherfuckers regardless and that's that's just that's just the way I look at it I'm not really finna debate it either because I done been around enough circles to see how the shit go down and that's where I get my opinion from which is my experience so with that being said Going back to this gentleman that I met at the store. So he's following me. He think I'm cute. Again, I'm not single and looking, so it really didn't 
it didn't phase me. He said he respected what I was doing. He wanted to talk. I said, okay, no problem. He wants to link for lunch. I said, okay, well, no, no big deal. It's lunch. Um, I don't really, if, if I feel like there's a, there's a romantic interest on that other person, I do not like to do dinner meetings. I don't want to give nobody the wrong idea. So I said, you know, we can do lunch. Um, I ate before I came because, you know, again, just in case people get weird, I'm like, you know, I ain't trying to be out here depend on nobody for lunch. I had lunch and this person was kind of talking in riddles and I said, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like talking in riddles. I already, I already see where this is going. Okay. Let me just finish this out. And this person was telling me that he did X, Y, Z. He could help me out with what I was doing. And again, I, I'm a person that's more of a under promise over deliver. I personally am not a person that takes, I mean, it would be nice to take things at face value. But again, if I'm meeting somebody from a fantasy world and they're telling me all this shit they can do, I'm more of a, what Monique say? I would like to see that. Black Twitter be killing that meme. I love it. But I would like to see that. You saying you want to do this? I would like to see that. I don't really buy, like somebody's words and promises don't put food on my table. So I know that regardless of what this person is telling me about helping me, I can only do what I can do is continue to push my, my situation and push my issue out here and fulfill my mission regardless of whether anybody wants to help or not. But this person is saying, yeah, I want you to be around me. You got to be, you know, around me a lot. And, you know, you can't, you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm thinking in my head, this doesn't quite sound like business. It sounds more like a personal relationship with a side of business. So then um, when I was leaving, he, um, I tried to give him like a little side hug because I'm a side hug person, side hug person, excuse me, Um, because just from an energetic standpoint, I don't like to just be exchanging energy like that with people because I need to know who the fuck I'm dealing with first. I mean, let's keep it honest. I am very friendly. If you see me, I'm, I'm going I'm to be nice. But in terms of a personal space, I am a big energy person. I don't like to get people's uh, personal space and be real, real close. I'm not very touchy-feely with people I don't know. I prefer that people not be touchy-feely when they get into know me. So I'm not really a heart-to-heart hug person with people that I haven't quite felt out yet. If I feel you out and you're cool with it and I think you're cool, you think I'm cool, shit, we can hug it out whenever it's cool. But in terms of feeling people out, I like to protect myself and protect my energy. So when I'm giving this man a side hug, he hugs me up close. Like, I'm talking like heart-to-heart and I'm automatically uncomfortable because I'm like, damn like I don't even want to get this close to you like that and here you are turning in for a hug so now you've taken the energy from me without me asking and then you won't let me go because I'm trying to like release I'm trying to like you know kind of back out of it so I'm already pissed off I'm not really pissed but I'm kind of like all right I'll never meet this person again because I can already see that this person is doing too much on first first meeting under the guise of claiming that it's business so I'm like all right we see through this shit all right cool whatever so then the person hits me up and they want me to uh, hang out, you know, after work. And I'm like, I'm not going to be kicking it with nobody after work like that. I like to get home and kind of cool out or hang with some people that I actually know and I fool with. You know, I may have already, you know, had plans. So I was kind of like, you know, no, nah, that's not going to happen. Um, that's cool. And he was like, well, you know, uh, he was asking me, trying to ask me about my day and make conversation, you know. And what I did was I said I made up the presence of another man. I said, you know, my boyfriend came by. I brought that up. Because it's funny when women, let's talk for a minute, women and men, because, you know, it, it's, it go both ways. If a person really want to do business with you, they'll do business with you regardless of whether there's a man around that could possibly help you. Because what I notice about certain people or certain men, I should say, and it's not an attack on the men in general, because there are some good men out there, but we're talking about the creeps, okay, or men that are having weird intentions, 
if a man really wants to help you with your career or help you in business or help you whatever, regardless of whether there's another man around, they will help. Now, a man that has really shitty intentions, if he has the resources or the connections or whatever, and he don't want to extend them to you simply because there's somebody you fooling with and it's not him, or he says some dumb ass shit like, oh, let that man help you. That's a person that you should have never been around to begin with. And if they do do that, consider yourself lucky because they were able to weed themselves out for you before you were able to see through their bullshit. So just always keep that in mind. Don't ever feel like you got to hide your man or hide your relationship status or even, you know, act like you have to be interested in somebody um, romantically in order to get help. Because I feel like, again, that's basing whatever you got going on on a situation that could potentially get dangerous because sometimes people that move like that may expect something for helping you. So I'm not saying, you know, this this man here that I'm referring to, we didn't even get that far for me to even do that, but um, for me to even assess that. But I'm just saying in general, you know, there are creeps out there that will try to leverage their position in order to do things. Even in the midst of me too, they don't give a fuck. The creep's going to be a creep. Um, so going back to this gentleman, though, this gentleman was like, oh, well, um, oh, I'm, I guess this industry, it's hard for me to find real people in this industry. And I don't know where he was going with it, um, he basically was kind of saying like, you know, oh, well, I can never find a real one out here. And I'm thinking in my head, this shit's supposed to be business. I don't even know what this got to do with the conversation. Like, take care. Like, as far as I'm concerned, this was business. Like, I don't know what you getting at. We had only known each other a day and a half, two days. Uh, take care. And I blocked him. I was like, I don't have time for that shit. Like, that's that's weird. Um, like, just protect yourselves when it comes to that. Um, next point, adaptability is a must. Okay, you got to stick and move in a large metropolis like L.A. Because L.A. is much, much faster than Atlanta. I am very surprised to know that I'm coming up on my 10th month here in L.A. This this time flew. This time flew. Summertime flew by. I'm sitting here like, damn, are we really in the last month of summer right now? Last six weeks of summer? I'm just really like, damn. So you have to make sure that you make the most out of every day here. Now, I'm not saying push yourself to the limit and, and damn, you know, pass out and burn out, things like that. Sometimes you make the most of your 24 hours in a large city by resting. That's necessary. But in terms of kind of getting caught up in the fun of things, if you know you have business to handle, just make sure you never lose sight of your mission because there's something bright and shiny in front of you. Just make sure that you always remember if spirit brought you out here, which in this case, spirit brought me to Los Angeles, you have to make sure that you don't get caught up in having so much fun to where you forget why you're here. Now, to be honest, I was coming out of L.A. partying beforehand, so I really didn't have that problem once I got out here. But if you've never lived in L.A. before or a large city and you... um. And you kind of get caught up in nightlife and things like that. You know, just make sure that you don't get uh, distracted. Because it's very easy to get distracted. Because when you're in a metropolis, there's something for everybody. There's something for all types of audiences. And, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a, probably an underwater basket weaving group out here in L.A. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to just make sure that whatever you do, don't have too much fun to where you get sidetracked. Because once you get sidetracked, it's really hard to get back on. And sometimes partying... And having fun leads to new experiences, leads to trying new things. Sometimes those new things come with attachments, addictions, the whole nine. Next thing you know, you came out one way, you go back home, or you strung out somewhere or another. So just be very careful, okay? Be very careful. And um, what's another lesson? Wait, going back to always betting on you, right? When you're in a metropolis in a very competitive city such as L.A., you have to be very confident in what you're doing. Not because 
of worrying about other people. That's a non-fucking factor to me. I've never been a person that's been worrying about the next. I feel like everybody has their own uh, things that make them special, their own gifts, their own talents and missions. And um, I'm not really in the business of comparing myself to nobody. The only time I care about when somebody else exists is when somebody exists and they're trying to take a name that I definitely have put in the work um, for or um, or have done the work that I need to do to protect my name. That's the only time I really care about other people because it has happened. I think I mentioned it on, what, two episodes ago, how I basically, like, I had a six-week period where I was fighting a potential legal dispute regarding a living situation. I was fighting a situation where um, I was about to send a cease and desist on somebody that was uh, trying to use my name. And then I had to send another um, gentle reminder to somebody that was trying to use my name, too. So it was kind of like a, it was a real fighting-ass, like, six-week period. So, like... That's the only time I've ever really cared about somebody else. Like, because sometimes people, y'all look out. Y'all be like, hey, do you know this person? This person is trying to call themselves spiritual homegirl. This person does X, Y, Z. And me being the person I am, I'm like, if I've done what I need to do to protect my shit, I'm going to defend my shit. So that's the only time I've ever worried about other people. And um, I can't really tell you as to whether you should be worried about other people. But I just know that me worrying about what the next woman is doing with her brand, her platform, her podcast, her YouTube channel, whatever, her events, whatever it is. I can't worry about that because that takes the time and the energy and um and sweat out of what and love out of what I need to be doing. So um, when it comes to that, I've never really been a person that's been about looking at the next. Um, but when it comes to being out here, the reason why I say you should believe in yourself is because if you don't believe in yourself, who the hell is going to believe in you? If you don't believe in you. Imagine it being on the other foot. If you're talking to somebody and you're asking them, oh, yo, what, what you what you do? Because you might have the resources or the ability to kind of put them in rooms and help them out and things like that. And they come in at you timid. It almost makes you kind of be like, damn, why would I give this person access to what I'm able to assist them with if they may not be as serious or they may not be as um, confident about it? It's like if if you shaky, they're going to be shaky. What's that? I saw a cute little meme, and normally I don't like memes when it comes to social media or spirituality on social media, but it said bad energy fucked the money up. That's very true. If you don't believe in yourself, you're sending bad energy and you're not confident about what you're doing, it's going to fuck the money up. Or it's going to fuck up a situation where it could have bettered you, even if it's not financial. So just kind of keep that in mind. Keep your energy good when it comes to what you do. Be happy and confident in what you do. Be proud of what you do. Be grateful for what you do. And that shit going to always exude itself. Next lesson. Follow your God mind. That's your intuition. OG always says, God mind, God mind, God mind. That's my first mind. And they're right. He's right. Um, the intuition is very, very powerful. And if it don't feel right, it's not. Spirit going to talk to you. And in the instance of that man that was being kind of sort of weird and gave me that hug and kind of pulled me in for a hug when I ain't fucking asked for it, because I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm really big on personal space. That's a huge turnoff for me. But again, that let me know. Spirit was like, you know what? Don't see him no more. Even if it's friendly, even if it's, you know, professional. And some people will probably say, well, damn, you know, that that was just one situation. You could have seen him again. No, I couldn't have. Because if I was already that uncomfortable off of a hug and I don't want to be around this person by myself anymore, why would I put myself in a situation to potentially have to set another boundary when I could have just set my boundary and just closed off access to begin with? So if spirit tells you not to do it, don't do it. I almost had a false start on a living situation. Spirit was a 80% right, like 80% for it. But there was a 20% in me that was kind of like, don't do it. But I feel like, you know, I'm pressed for time. I should probably, you know, try to get a leg up and, you know, 
get plan A together regarding my living situation. Let me just do this. And spirit was like, I don't know if this is 100% a good look for you. I don't know if this is going to work all the way. It seems cool, but like you may want to hold off. But again, time being of the essence, I didn't listen. So what happened was when I ended up, I mean, we, we spilling tea. I told y'all two episodes ago I was going to spill this shit, right? So I ended up finding a living situation. I said I was also going to go, I was going to wait a few months after, but fuck it, we here. So I had found a place to live that was cool. Normally, I don't do roommates. Normally, normally. But I was open to the idea because I had roommates since I moved out here. So I was like, cool, no big deal. So I agreed to live in a spot and their lease language was intact. And then once I paid my money and picked up the key, the lease language was trying to get verbally changed on another party's end. And I wasn't going for that shit. Respectfully, I tried to come to an agreement. And then, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I see we coming to a stalemate. They wasn't budging. I wasn't budging. I, at the end of the day, I go by lease language. That's the only shit that hold up in court to me. I mean, ain't no judge going to listen to no verbal shit if there's something in writing that's going to probably supersede that. Shout out to Jamisha Morgan, by the way. She's a bomb-ass attorney. If you need an attorney in LA, please hit her up. Um, but, yeah, like, when I, saw, when I realized that was going on, I said, oh, I see what's going on, but I already paid my money. So it was like two grand. And I was like, all right, I need to get my money back. But I had to be very, very patient with that and I was telling the same OG that was talking about God mind I said when you don't listen to your God mind you pay for the consequences and sometimes the cost of those decisions are very expensive in my case I had two racks that I was out of for about maybe three weeks as I was trying to you know work with the person that I had gotten to the lease dispute with in order to get my money back now granted I got my money back on the last day of a deadline because if I hadn't got my money back I would have sued um in court but luckily, we were able to come to an amicable agreement. Amicable being she sent my money and we never will speak again, which is cool. That's amicable to me. That's better than fighting this shit because don't nobody got time for that. And don't nobody want to do that. Um, but, you know, still, if I had listened to my intuition and if I had listened to my God mind on that 20% that wasn't sure, I could have avoided that situation. So I'm telling y'all the tea to let y'all know, sometimes if, if it's not all the way right, if it's not a hell yes, baby, it's a hell no. Okay? So just keep that in mind. Also, associating with people, this gonna lead me to my next point. Sometimes it, it might they might give you a little red flag. Everybody's human. Everybody has their human experiences, it has human traits and qualities. As much as everybody wanna act like they not fucking human, hello, we are. Sometimes you might hang around somebody that might give you some vibes where it's like, yo, this person might be an opportunist. This person might be a person that only wants to fuck with you to see how far you're going to go. Like I said, everybody can't go. Sometimes you might get that vibe about them and say everybody, this person in particular, can't go. But, you know, we'll try to be, again, human <laughs> and look through the fact that they are also indeed human and ignore the God mind that's saying, yo, stop fucking around with this person. Stop hanging with this person. This person is not for you. This person needs to vibrate out of your circle or you need to create distance or you need to create space or don't talk to them anymore. This person's only going to harm you in the end. And sometimes we'll get in situations and things will progress where there may be businesses involved with a person that you wasn't 100% sure about. It might be children now involved with somebody you wasn't 100% sure about. It might be um, now, you know, you didn't put people in rooms with your people. Now they fooling with them. And you're like, damn, this person. Now there might be situations with you and your friends because of that way. Now I'm fortunate not to have any of these situations pop up. But when those red flags exist in a person, don't ignore that. You know what I'm saying? If you're able to discern that it's not your ego tripping the fuck out and it's really this person out here throwing you them red flags, please, like, distance yourself. That next point saying, understand what a friend is and what a friend of convenience is. Again, not to go through my entire episode of Everybody Can't Go, um, which was episode 82. I don't, I don't want people to, like, 
feel like I'm about to go through that again. But remember, friendship is not only performative, but it's demonstrative, right? It's more than just presence when things are good. It's more than social media posts. It's about being there when it really counts. And sometimes we don't have the privilege to tell another person when that moment counts. Sometimes we may think little of something that a person may think is huge. And we may disappoint people because we aren't there. You know, like those are the kind of things that we need to kind of pay attention to when it comes to the people that we call our loved ones or our tribe members or our soul family or spirit family. Um, Because sometimes we might think we're doing one thing. Another person might think we're full of shit and vice versa. And when it comes to friends of convenience, sometimes people with friends of convenience, they just think that, you know, again, they coattail riders. They just kind of want to hang around, nurture the connection just enough, give you a little bit of something, give you a little bit of water. It's like a plant, a little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight, a little bit of love. And then, you know, a little bit of food. And then you're supposed to just grow. And then, you know, they just kind of hang around because they've been there, right? They've been there from the beginning. It doesn't always work like that when it comes to uh, true friendship. Because true friendship doesn't have unpure motives. People with friends of convenience, you know, those people have impure motives. And usually those motives involve elevating themselves over you or elevating themselves through you in a parasitic type of relationship. So that's just something to keep in mind. Like, remember, you're new. In this new city, you want to have friends. Just make sure you ain't telling everybody your damn business fresh out because, again, everybody may try to use that information because they feds and ops. They may want to just kind of gather the intel so in case something goes down, they want to drop a dime on you or some shit. Um, So just kind of keep that in mind. Just remember, take everybody at face value, but remember to never, never ignore your intuition when you're dealing with these people because people you may think is your partners may only be your partners pending your come up, pending your money getting up, Pending your social status rising up. Just make sure you know what the fuck you're dealing with, all right? And there's nothing wrong with taking your time to get to know them either because time always reveals what we need to see when we need to see it. Sometimes you want to know the answer immediately, three months, six months, a year. Sometimes it'll take many years for you to realize that your friend is not your friend. And that's a good thing because as long as you got the lesson and you know how to move once you find that lesson, you're good to go. So don't trip. That also goes for family, too. That's not just, you know, friends, but that also goes for family. Sometimes family is just a word for some people. So just something to keep in mind. Also, be careful with who you associate with. Again, I don't really care about what people got to say, especially with a motherfucker that don't know me. And y'all, y'all shouldn't either. But just kind of be mindful of who you choose to be in public with. Sometimes folks have things in the air that are really detrimental to their health, to their life, to their business reputation, things like that. And the last thing you will want to do is get caught up in a, in a, in a person that has so much negativity or pending, um, pending actions, I should say, that may get you caught up as an innocent bystander. Just be very careful with who you choose to associate with as well, because sometimes that may fuck you before it fucked them. Next lesson, the last lesson, protect up, protect yourself. You're moving to a new city, learn the politics of your city. Learn why things are the way they are. Sometimes you may walk in, a again, associating wrong, you may walk into a situation where they may know the politics and you don't and now your ass is left to dry because you out here moving ignorant and don't know no better. 
If there is a genuine, decent native or transplant that's been in that city for a very long time that can teach you the lay of the land so you understand what it looked like and can give you a little energetic map of what to do and what not to do and things like that, please take them up on that offer. Also, make sure you protect yourself spiritually. Since you're moving to a new city, it will make sense to, to ground and pray and stay recentered um, or get recentered as often as possible. It's not like a situation where you know your city, like Atlanta, for me. I knew I had routines when I was in Atlanta because I was able to move around. I had rituals. I had um, routines. I knew exactly when I was going to ground, where I was going to ground, um, what time of day, things like that. When you're in a new city, you're trying to find all those new spots to ground. If you, if you like to go to different places, you know, um, or how to adjust. Or even if you're living in like a, an apartment or a house or a situation, you're in their space now. So you have to like start to find your own space within that space to make sure that you feel safe, grounded, um, centered and secure. So you have to just make sure that you stay connected more often because you're in a situation where you're going to need more guidance than anything else. You're going to need stability and you're going to need guidance because you uprooted yourself into new soil. When you, up, when you take a plant out of its roots and you put it in a new plant, you have to provide a good situation for it to thrive in. So when I say protect up, you have to give yourself an environment for you to not only get back stable in because you're in new soil, but also to thrive in. If you don't have that, you're going to wither away because new things can be a bit overwhelming sometimes when you don't have that stability and that centeredness and that and when you're disconnected sometimes you'll end up getting buried into things they'll manifest into a depression and things like that and you have to be careful to not let yourself if you can help it because sometimes people have chemical imbalances and it just happens the way it happens but if you're able to foresee that coming like avoid that as much as you can whether it's going to nature whether it's finding outlets whether it's detoxing with what you eat whether it's watching what you consume whether it's not partying as much because you're trying to get a you know, sometimes you want to party and kind of celebrate that you're here and kind of check out the nightlife. If it's even coming back on partying, drinking, smoking, whatever it is, take that out of the equation and and get to praying. You feel me? Pray to your ancestors. Pray to whoever it is that you pray to. Meditate if you need to. Get outside. Go to a forest. Go to the mountains. Go to the beach. Put your feet on soil or your hands on soil and just sit. If you need to, to get better in shape, do some cardio. Go do some yoga. Do some Pilates. Like, there's so many things that you can do to kind of get back in tune with the essence of who you are. I get it. Burning sage and Palo and shit, that's cool, but there's more work to be done, bruh. So just make sure you always protect yourself. Always remember, like, you know, at the end of the day, all you have is you that you can count on a thousand and ten percent. It'd be nice to say you got people in your corner. You might have those people, but at the end of the day, if they're not here no more for whatever reason, God forbid, you still only got yourself. So just make sure that you always protect and you keep yourself in tip-top optimal health energetically, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, etc. So those are the uh, seven lessons that I've learned when moving to a large city such as Los Angeles. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Spill a little tea or whatever. Hopefully nobody mad if they are. I don't give a fuck because I ain't putting no names. And the truth is the truth no matter how you slice it. But I appreciate y'all for listening. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to let that out. I couldn't even front. But no, it's no love lost, man. Like, when it comes to moving, like, I had a really bomb move, if we're going to be honest. Like, we had a real, I had a real cool move. He had a couple of hiccups, but who don't? You know what I'm saying? One thing I can always say is that I ain't never, 
Um, I don't have no beef. I can always disconnect or do whatever and hope people live the best life they can live. And I don't really have the energy to provide to other people by being mad and things like that. That's To me, I'm petty in that regard. Like, if I know somebody want me to be mad and want me to be pressed and shit like that, I'm going to purposely not be pressed because it's really not worth all that and you're not going to have my power. Fuck that. So... But yeah, so if you ever feel in a situation where you heard episode episode 82 and you want to, you know, disconnect from folks and then you're moving here and you still got to disconnect from people or you got to do what you got to do and, and detach and things like that, it don't have to be messy all the time. It don't have to be a bunch of little social media bullshit back and forth or fighting or anything like that. Like if it ain't no business or no money involved, it really ain't nothing to be tripping off of. If you got out with your sanity intact and your energy and your power in your hands, fuck them. They gonna get theirs. They always do. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with the next episode. I'm not sure yet. Um, I, I'm telling y'all, when I say I got some shit to talk, I got some shit to talk from a place of gratitude. Like, I love it here in L.A. Oh, I love it. And my soul family is amazing. We a small circle, and that's how I like it to be. And I'm really grateful. My life has changed so much since moving here and it's even kicked up in the past like 60 days when I say like my life has been amazing it's been good man like I'm really excited I'm happy and I want to see what these next nine or ten months can bring like man it's amazing what you do when you decide to step out on faith and let spirit guide you and you know what I'm saying and do what you got to do to make sure your mission is fulfilled it's a beautiful feeling but um but yeah that's about it I mean y'all know where to find me I'm virtually everywhere you can get your podcast at you know anchor uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Um, I am everywhere. I'm not on SoundCloud as much. If y'all were listening to me on SoundCloud, I'm probably going to do a quick little episode advising you to come on over to those other platforms because SoundCloud is more so for musicians and not for podcasters. Even though you can put your stuff on podcast, um, you know, as a podcast on there. Um, when it comes to, like, you know, customer service and help desk and support and things like that, from a technical aspect, I felt like it wasn't a good fit, so I moved on. But, yeah. I hope y'all learned a lesson in terms of moving. If you are planning on moving or your loved one is planning on moving, um, sending love and good energy to y'all. So with that being said, I'm finna cut out. I'm finna go kick it with Tetris tonight. I'm really excited. Shout out to my dog, Tetris. We finna have a little bit of fun um, and get some friend time in. So, But that's about it, y'all. It's been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, protect up, don't ignore red flags, follow your God mind. Make sure that you bet on yourself, okay? And avoid weirdos. Peace. Peace.